Hello, and you're listening to the Digital Frigate Podcast. I am Addy. And it's Kartik again. And thank you for tuning in once again. So, we'll do a quick wrap up of my games this week. First, as you probably noticed with the voice, I do have a cold, but that didn't put me off playing two games on Monday back to back. Yay. So, Monday, if, if you are in the UK, you'll know it was, it was a bit rainy. Uh, we did escape the quick shower at the start of the game, just before the game, sorry, and we managed to uh, play our game. But the teachers agreed to have a 100-ball game, which is 15 standard overs and then one 10-run over. Batted really well. There was a brain break in the middle, but we batted really well, and we got 123, which is a really good score. I got the first wicket in the third over. I bought the first one in the third, and we kept it down. So the last... The last over now, 10 boards. Our captain uh, thought of bowling himself, but uh, but then he thought, well, you're a seamer, Addy, and you're almost like a bowler, uh, and it's hard to hit on the seamer. So he gave it to me. 34 to defend. What do you think would have happened, Karthik? You defend 34. Okay. Let's see what 15, happens. Wait, is this a 15 ball over? This is, no, this is this is a 10 ball over, and I need 34 to defend. Oh, 10 uh, ball over, yeah. sorry. Oh, yeah, then 10 balls, 34. <laughs> yeah, you... you you better defend that. Okay. So, the first ball goes for a six over square leg. Then there are oh. two fours in the same region. I ball two outside off. The score sheet doesn't help me later on because you can't put six dots in one box. And the scorer was so clever that they tried to do it. So, so I can't actually remember what, what, uh, what order it exactly came in. Then, then there was another six. Then there was a no ball for having too many fielders on the boundary because this, this was the 100 day and they had that. Stupid rule. So we all took a breath, assessed the field, it says on my match report, and finally after a 13 ball over, including a free hit run out, so the ball was hit at me, I dropped it, but then I ran out the non-striker. We've, we managed to finally scramble to our first win of the season in our third game by seven runs. So, okay. so yeah, so they scored 26 off the over, which was fun. A shout out to my coach who was uh, saying that uh, he was really going to look forward to listening to the podcast. So uh, here you go, Mr. Davis. What caused this thing? I really don't know. I've, I've been chatting to my friends and they said it's just pressure. I think also the end which I was bowling, the pitch was sort of scoffed up. So so it was it was sort of nipping in, but that's just me making excuses. So, uh, <laughs> yes, I've got another game tomorrow against a school called Kez Fireways, who actually... In year seven, against them, it was on a Saturday morning, and my figures were six for four, four overs, six wickets for four runs. Uh, four, six wickets? Yeah, yeah. What is that your first five for? I don't, th- I don't actually think I've got a five for since. So, uh, oh. yeah, that was uh, six wickets for four runs. That was in year seven. I remember five of them were caught, and the last one was bowled. And then in year eight, because obviously we didn't play last year, uh, we got, I got four wickets against them at home. We still lost, unfortunately. But let's see how it goes on Monday. And then my second game, the poor weather continued, and it was it was cold, it was wet, it was windy, typical English weather. But the opposition wasn't the strongest. Uh, we kept them down for 107. I managed to get a wicket at the end, um, and we won that game as well. I thank you for listening to Addy's games of the week. Now let's go on to some international cricket. Yes. Yeah, so let's move on to the Pakistan versus Zimbabwe games, and Pakistan win again, unsurprisingly. Shaheen Afridi with another fifer. And Norman Ali, another lefty from Pakistan, with another five. As Zimbabwe had one batsman injured, and they also had a long tail. Uh, it is sad to see this this sort of hammerings, but we can only commend them uh, playing and hosting bigger teams uh, at a time when uh, we really do want some international cricket. Uh, there's been lots of news though about 
series and squads and things this week, including the West Indies. Uh, they've released their schedule for their uh, season. They're going to host uh, South Africa for the first time since 2010 in uh, two tests and five T20s. Uh, Australia also go in there uh, with five T20s and three ODIs. And Pakistan are also going there with five T20s and two tests. So lots of T20s. Uh, I'm sure in preparation for the T20 World Cup, which could happen in India, but we're, we're thinking that it probably will go to the UAE with, with the situation in India at the moment. So if it all goes safely uh, over in the Caribbean, it should be easy in terms of the biosecure bubbles with the uh, islandic nature of the uh, hosts, but let's see how it goes. And some more news on India's women's cricket team. So Shafali Verma gets an ODI call-up for three ODIs and three tw- T20 internationals. For the tour of England. They also have a one-off test in Bristol in mid-June. Ramesh Power returns back as coach and he was a person who had a public fallout with Mithali Raj similar to the Kohli Kumble scuffle. The outgoing coach W.V. Raman sent a letter to Ganguly saying that he wasn't happy with the team culture amongst many other things. Some of the big news in the uh, annual update of the test rankings. I actually learned that, it, that it's only uh, updated once a year uh, when doing research for this uh, podcast. Uh, India have retained the number one spot and they are one more point than New Zealand, which is a, a very small gap. Uh, New Zealand are in second, so it's going to be a really sort of first versus second World Test Championship final next month, I think it is. England have overtaken Australia to get to third after their two wins in Sri Lanka and their one win in India. Uh, and finally, West Indies have uh, moved up two places to sixth and now are above South Africa. Some other notable news that you may not have heard of was the ICC considering to expand the T20 World Cup to 20 teams now. Kusal Pereira was also named Sri Lanka ODI skipper. Harry Gurney, a Knott's left arm medium pacer and a specialist death bowler with all sorts of variations, retires at 34 due to an unfortunate shoulder injury. Uh, India are set to tour Sri Lanka in July for six ODIs and T20s. I'm going to say right off the bat, it's not like India has not got enough things to do. Uh, they've got they've got the World Test Championship, they've got to reschedule an IPL, they've got to try and find out a way to host the World Cup. But, but yes, they are going there. An interesting thing is that that's going to happen at the same time as the England Tour, which caused a few sort of murmurs from the uh, global cricket community about, hey, how is India able to play two things at the same time? And not everybody has that sort of strength and depth. Luckily, India does. But it is, but it is, of course, a good opportunity for some youngsters to get a chance to play for India. Uh, and finally, Chris Silverwood, uh, England's coach, is set to miss the ODI series against Sri Lanka and Pakistan for a break. That's those ODI series happening, of course, in uh, in the UK. Paul Collingwood and Graham Thorpe will be taking up the coach's role. Tim Payne was at the Chapel Foundation dinner, and at this event, he stated that. He will play at least another six tests and would love to end at it on a high 5-0 versus the Poms. When asked about the captaincy and whether he'd back Steve Smith as captain, he said that Smith was excellent as captain and as good as you get tactically. He also mentioned that it was not his decision. He claimed that, he, he was, that Steve Smith was thrown into a very big role at a very young and tender age and wasn't ready for it. Smith's leadership mentors also stated that it would be tragic if Smith did not get another opportunity to captain the country. New South Wales cricket placed Pat Cummins instead of Steve Smith as their captain for their one-day team, and it also widens the race and options for Australian cricket if he becomes a strong contender for the role. 
Payne also noted that the home soil loss to India was definitely influenced by India's psychological tactics. He stated, and I quote, that India is good at distracting teams, especially with that all that Gabba speculation and talk. They're good at creating sideshows that took their eye off the ball. And the Bancroft interview, he is currently in your country right now, Aditya. I mm. think he's in playing in the county, champ- county championship. In an interview recently, he stated that it was self-explanatory, that the bowlers were aware of the alteration in the condition of the ball. And he had also stated that he wasn't a victim because he had the choice to do what he did. CA's chief executive, Kevin Roberts, had called for anyone with further proof of the incident to come forward and, o- and also set up an integrity hotline for these sort of issues. He said, and I quote, If they've got any concerns about ball tampering or any concerns about the integrity and issue of the game, wherein we have invited them to report that through our anonymous integrity hotline or through any other means that are available to them. Bancroft also stated that he often wonders what what life would have been like if he had refused to be part of this illegal play. He stated that he thinks he might have gone to bed thinking that he'd let the team down and hurt the chances of winning the game. At a previous interview, I remember him stating that it was important for him that he fitted in well with the team and that he felt valued in the changing room. But I feel like that raises serious questions about the Australian cricket culture and what's happening inside those dressing rooms to see a youngster as he was being pressured into such an illegal act. Said that he could feel valued. Um, yeah. And I think that it, it, it was uh, really good to watch the test document. I... I actually watched it as soon as it came, um, and then I think, I think about six, seven months ago, I thought, right, let's start it again. I haven't got round to finishing. I think I think I only watched the Pakistan uh, series Kawaja episode. Um, but if you haven't watched that, please, please do uh, on Prime Video. This is not an advertisement by any way, but it's just that it is a really, really good documentary. But going on to somebody who uh, has been a really, really successful player. And uh, whatever he does, he never seems to come up in the news just because of his unassuming personality is BJ Watling. But he has decided to retire. A few stats about BJ Watling. Uh, he, said, uh, he is by far the best run-getter amongst uh, New Zealand keepers. He scored 3,381 runs at 39.77. Uh, he's got uh, by far the most dismissals as well with uh, 257. Um, if he does play the three tests that he's got lined up for him, which are the two against England and the World Test Championship final. Uh, he will become the most ever-capped New Zealand keeper. Uh, he's known for his really quiet, hard-working, dependable personality among his teammates and support staff. In his uh, press release, he said that he would most miss sitting in the changing rooms, having a beer with the team after five days' toil. And he also said that the, retire, uh, the reason for him retiring is that he would like to change his focus on life with a young family at home to take care of uh, He thought that uh, Tom Blundell uh, might be a good successor for him, um, and I think he did do pretty well uh, in the test that I have uh, watched him. Um, uh, and a few memories of him uh, that uh, Sykes mentioned was that uh, his iconic 205 against England in November 2019. I remember looking at the scorecard and going, BJ Watling getting 205. Uh, and he's also been uh, involved in two big partnerships, which you might recall. Uh, one with McCullum in 2014, uh, 352, and one with Williamson, 365. 
Our final piece of interesting news this week is about bamboo cricket bats. So, uh, yes, uh, the University of Cambridge, they did a study which proved that bamboo bats are more sustainable, they are cheaper and stronger than willow wands. They, they have a larger sweet spot and are said to perform 19% better. But of course, like the rap that uh, we have amongst non-cricket lovers, we were very traditionalist and said no. The MCC rejected it immediately, saying that bamboo is a form of grass and not wood. Ouch. MCC warned that it may also allow batsmen to hit the ball harder. It's not like it's already heavily weighted towards the batsman. Something I want you to think about, listeners, are leg buys. I've been thinking about this the other day. Leg buys are pointless. Yeah. Like, why should you get credit for not, for arguably for not... playing, playing a bad shot? Hmm. That's the but the there. runs don't go to the batsman. The runs go to the team total and the bowler. Why should you get a run for it? Why should you get a run for making so a what, mistake? So what? It should be. It should be just called dead ball. It it should just. They can't run off a leg by. That's what I think. Why do we need most to... times when it most times when it's a leg by it goes for four. Yes. So when it so <coughs> so when it doesn't. You shouldn't get runs if the ball goes off the uh, a thigh pad, or the leg pad, or... Off but the then leg. I think it's more of a reason to stop negative bowling. You know how some bowlers, they bowl negative lines straight into um, thigh pads, and uh, pad. not uh, not especially to get wickets, just to stop the runs. And uh, I think if they keep doing that, then batsmen can just leave the ball onto their thigh pads and run there. So that's how it, they stop negative bowling. But it's not like negative bowling happens all the time, and if it does... Ashwin does it. If it does, uh, umpires have the power to call wides. For negative bowling? If if they wanted to. I remember uh, in the 2018-19 Australia tour, Vishab Pant was on strike. I think it was a, a pace at the other end, and Pat Cummins bowled a... So obviously Vishab Pant's a lefty. Pat Cummins bowls, uh, bowls a ball far down the leg side, um, and Tim Payne's also actually stood uh, down the leg side, and he catches it. The umpire notices it and gives it a wide. So the, yeah. So because it went down the leg side that much. Why should we have leg buys there? You're you're saying because it stops. It stops. Yeah. Negative bowling. You get what? Do you get what I mean by negative yeah, bowling? Yeah, yeah. Like when when they're when they're constantly firing it into your pads or into your thigh guard or. Yeah, stuff. It happens on Indian turning yeah, tracks yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time, and then it just gets annoying to watch for the batsmen. They can't. It's it's hard to play, and it's not that the ball is trying to get wickets. They're just almost pausing the game. So, I think if you can, if you keep leg buyers, mm -hmm. it's just an added incentive for the bowler not to do that. Well, well, then my point is. Does that happen every day? First, no, it doesn't. But do leg buys happen every day? Yes. If negative bowling does happen, there are a million other consequences that we could set up. The umpire, generally, uh, uh, isn't stupid, so they they can yeah, uh, so they can definitely notice it, and I know award points to to a batting side, mm. or deduct points from yeah. the from the target, and. Dr. Shah, a former member of Thailand's under-19 national cricket team, 
as well as a Cambridge researcher, said that the sweet spot of bamboo bat makes it much easier to hit a four off a Yorker for starters, but it's also exciting for all kinds of stroke. He went as far as saying that it is a batsman's dream. Well, let's see if the MCC changes its mind in the future, but that's that for now. Um, and finally, we do want to end on a sad note uh, again, but the situation calls for it. Uh, both of us are uh, Indian origin, and, and we just wanted to say that there were too many cricketers, especially Indian uh, cricketers, uh, losing people to COVID-19. Um, and it really is quite stunning to see, you know, you might think, oh, well, they're cricketers, but I also lost my father or my mother. And it's, why are you paying importance to them? It's not that we are, it's just our players and our wishes are with everyone who is uh, suffering throughout this time, especially through the loss of someone you love. Um, but uh, thank you for listening uh, yet again to the Deep and Cricket podcast. Uh, please do send us an email. Uh, we do check the emails every day. Uh, and uh, we really don't get anything, which is just sad. Uh, but you can also leave us a listener's message at anchor.fm forward slash deep hyphen mid hyphen cricket. I'll put that link in the description for you. Uh, and thank you for listening. Uh, have a great day. And we will see you next Sunday.